First big economic print of the week comes in below expectations as new home sales expected to rise actually fell. Let's talk about what's happening in the sector with the team at Angel Oak Capital Advisors. Sam Dunlap is back with us, Chief Investment Officer of Public Strategies at Angel Oak. So, Sam, what do you make of the number this morning? Yeah, Oliver, it was definitely a surprise. Uh, clearly lower than expectations, down 20% year over year. Uh, I think it probably just has to do, uh, one, it's a choppy number altogether, but uh, the general trend remains higher over time. As you know, the housing market needs a tremendous amount of supply, and we're starting to see that in the form of housing starts, which were up 30% year over year uh, last week. So, you know, the, the starts data uh, was very encouraging, and I think that new home sales, you know, the trend line is higher, albeit this, this, this print was a bit of a miss. Uh, we think it's more of a temporary factor, probably due to higher lumber prices and, and just a sticker price shock, so to speak, from consumers is, is clearly pricing is, is accelerated. Sam, not to go technical stock analyst Donnie here, but just some perspective. We look at the home builder uh, fund. If we look at uh, some of the leading stocks in this group, they've been downtrending now uh, since basically mid-May, the peak for the housing uh, group. Then that does tie into some of the other uh, peaks as well for some of the for some of the data. Even if you look at copper, for example, it's almost now trending. And with today's weakness after this number, we might still very much be within this downtrend and we haven't really seen that uh, so much over the last year and a half we've had dips there's never really been any follow-through there's been some bearish follow-through here the last couple months uh, should that raise the potential of peak housing being here or being past us no we think that the peak housing is is still uh well into the future as the uh, you know, the, the demand from the millennials continues, Oliver. You know, they're really reaching their peak leverage years. And over the next couple of years, we expect them to continue to, to form households. And just frankly, there's just not enough supply. It's going to take years to cure this. So, uh, you know, again, to your point, you've seen um, uh, lumber, copper, and, and, and builders come off. But we would expect the, the low rate environment and the accommodative Fed to continue coupled with this very positive uh, supply and demand backdrop for the builders is they just need to produce a lot of housing to, to meet the demand from the millennials in particular. So Sam, you're looking at the overall uh, rate of home ownership or the, the number of homes. Is there a difference between the kind of end nominal number of homes that will be built versus the rate of change? Is, uh, are we gonna peak out in terms of how quickly those new owners are coming in, those millennials and some of the uh, new home buyers, that rate of change, could that have peaked? No, we, we don't see that peaking. I mean, if you look okay. at uh, supply as a percentage of, of total households today from, from a housing perspective, you're still at all-time lows. And so the millennials at the average age of, call it 31, and they continue to form households at a, at a, at a rate of approximately a, a million per annum, uh, that's very supportive for the, for the backdrop of just uh, demanding more shelter, especially on the heels of COVID. Uh, but I, I think as, as we look ahead uh, and where to predict that, that peak, if you will, and given where the millennials are in that cycle, really look to housing starts reaching probably, a, you know, a, a a 2 million uh, pace where, you know, we're currently at approximately 1.6 million units. So still have a long way to go, Oliver, and we see that uh, taking a couple of years to get there. Hmm. So Sam, uh, housing uh, still has a ways to go here. It sounds like mostly it relies on that uh, lack of supply for the incoming 
demand uh, to, you know, kind of back down to simple supply demand, but the demand uh, right now, uh, maybe in the short term, perhaps uh, slow, but the point here is you believe that's gonna keep going. What about what it means for uh, parts of the investment uh, uh, market around housing? I know that uh, we talk mortgage-backed securities with you quite a bit, and uh, you own a lot of those at Angel Oak, and one of the things I do hear is that that might be a low-hanging fruit for the Fed to dial back on if they do want to pull back from some of the existing QE that's still in the system. Is that, uh, do you have that modeled in right now of Fed says maybe we don't have to buy as many uh, MBSs anymore? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we don't expect much out of the Fed at this week's meeting. Uh, as we look forward, though, we do expect them to begin thinking about tapering uh, at the Jackson Hole meeting and, and expect tapering and, and particularly in agency MBS purchases in 2022, really the early part of 2022. Uh, that factors into, uh, you know, our view. We're generally cautious towards, as, as you probably recall, the long end of the, of the risk-free curve in the U.S. Uh, we've seen quite a rally in Q2 and in the beginning of Q3 uh, in risk-free rates here in the U.S., but we expect those to continue to march higher over the course of the second half of this year, really as the market continues to anticipate uh, tapering uh, to begin in, in 2022, we think that will weigh on long-term interest rates, uh, you know, and, and be put bearish pressure on the long end of the risk-free curve. Uh, therefore, we continue to remain pretty cautious and uh, focusing on relatively shorter duration products that exist in U.S. structured credit. So, uh, you know, where the Fed focuses, as you probably know, is on agency mortgage-backed securities, uh, where we see the most value in today's environment is, is really in the non-agency uh, mortgage-backed securities market, where you have a, relatively speaking, a, a shorter duration profile, uh, higher income profile of that particular security, and you've really had an improving credit quality component of that security as home prices have been surging, as you know, and, and that's very good from a credit perspective. And moreover, we target really d discounted dollar price securities that benefit from the risk prepayment activity that we've been seeing. So, uh, you know, cautious towards agency MBS and long duration uh, risk-free here in the U.S., but favor shorter duration, uh, higher quality, non-agency RMBS. Okay, uh, Sam, always like uh, the uh, specific walkthrough here on how you guys are investing and where you see that opportunity. And a good uh, message here for those looking for some confidence on the housing front. Sam, thank you. Thanks, Oliver. Sam Dunlap is the Chief Investment Officer of Public Strategies at Angelo Capital Advisors, saying that housing still has ways to go, both in terms of the total ownership and that rate of change, too, that may not have yet quite peaked out.